Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What a win. This is obviously the, uh, the post-game show here. And uh, Griff's joining us. I appreciate it, Griff. Uh, Spag's going to be on in a minute or two as well. My goodness. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I have no words. The friggin' officials, they suck, but it paid off for us here. I literally was just like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm like you right now. I'm trying to collect my, like, my words and my thoughts, like, Oh my god! I as soon as Cam as soon as Cam the interception, I was just like game. I thought game was over, but the second Zane Gonzalez missed, I was just like, we have a chance. Yeah, interesting, right? I mean, uh, that would have been their fifth. I spoke a little soon. Obviously, uh, I had expected Arizona to kind of put some points on the board after the interception. If that was the case, that would have been their fifth loss um, out of their seven that they had had a chance to either tie or win the game with under five minutes to go. And it was, you know, I think two turnover on downs versus Denver and Houston. Um, and then a turnover would have been, you know, today. Um, they got stopped at the one in Seattle and then in, um, versus Buffalo, obviously. But uh, all, a win's a win. Right? I don't think that that's hats off for the defense. They were 95% of that win. <laughs> um, and thank you to Isaiah Simmons, because without that, Kind of that boneheaded, um, you know, late hit there to Cam. Uh, that you're making it real tough for even Foles to trot out there with no timeouts left. But uh, hats off. I mean, he was good when he needed to be. I still think it's a work in progress, and we're here in week 12, five and six now, whatever it is. And it's just you don't know which Cam you're getting each. That throw, I, that throw on the second to last drive there was was brutal. I mean, I know. Listen, you can call, and this is the thing, right? All I want is consistency from the from the officials, right? And I tweeted it out too, like consistency is all I'm looking for. Like that's all you got to do. Just give me some consistency. You know, if that's not a penalty, then the one on then neither of the penalties you called on Gilmore on the previous drive should have been penalties. It's just one of those things where it's like just be consistent. That's all you need to do. And if I don't think I've ever seen offsetting pass interference penalties, I don't think I've ever seen that before. And you call offset and pass interference penalties on third down, so they get they get the play back, and now they now the drive extends. And so yes, of course the McCordy call was legit and everything else, but like just be consistent. That's all I'm looking for. And Spags, you're right; they had already failed once, right? So they were zero for five on drives there, and you know now they're one for six. But like, can we really call that a drive? I mean, it was literally it was a run by Cam, good run by Cam, and then and then a. A boneheaded play by Simmons, but at the same time, though, he's in bounds when he gets hit. I mean, I realize he's a quarterback running. I get it, but he's in bounds. Like I, I just, I don't, I don't love that. And so, for me personally, yeah, I didn't love the call, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, and 
he they aren't really kind to him. I think a lot of quarterbacks, um, and it might be because he's six five, but a lot of quarterbacks get a lot of calls. I think they let they have since he's been in the league. Uh, he definitely takes a lot more hits and doesn't get flagged as much. Uh, that's a hundred percent led with the helmet. Uh, he's giving himself up. He's going out of bounds. Stupid play. I mean, and you cost your team. I mean, Isaiah Simmons won the game for him in Seattle and just blew that one. So that's a big loss for Arizona, big win for the Patriots. Uh, obviously, Vegas looks like they're going to lose. Miami ended up holding on. Um, and, and Baltimore, we don't know if they'll play this week. So uh, Baltimore plays and they lose. You're, you're really a game out, honestly, tied with them, them in Vegas for kind of that last spot. But Cleveland won again today, so that hurt. Uh, Indy and Tennessee looks like I believe they'll have the same record. So, I mean, there still is an outside chance. Uh, this is going to be a big kind of 10-day stretch here for the Patriots going or however long they're out in L.A. This is their season, right? I think you got to you got to win these two. I think if you drop one, it's it starts to get a little bit harder than it is. But this is just what they do. They'll 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 put on an awesome show and, and pull one out like they did today. And then they lose like they did last week. It's just no consistency. That's what's just so frustrating and weird about this year. It's so frustrating. And defensively, you said it like they played great. After the first few drives, of course, they had they gave up a few very long drives to the Cardinals and couldn't get off the field a few times on third down. But for the most part, they played pretty darn well. And you're looking at a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who's a stud. And Gilmore, I thought, played very well. There were a few times, of course, where he gets beat on the sideline, you know, quick quick turnarounds where it was like you're giving him an eight-yard cushion and it's third and six. Like, what are we doing? You know, and so that those things were frustrating. But at the at the same time, you know, knowing what you're going to get from that guy, from Hopkins on a week-to-week basis, for them to have shut him down the way they did, I thought was impressive. Overall, the Cardinals' offense had a tough time moving the football, and I thought that was huge. Now, the Patriots, matter of fact, you know, they had four scoring drives. That was the only drive that didn't start in in, in Cardinals' territory um, where they ended up scoring on. Of course, they got the 15-yard penalty, which, which pushed them over. Um, but, you know, realistically – they still have a hard time moving the football. I mean, they finish with what, like a hundred and did they, I think they finished with under 200 yards of offense for the game. Uh, so not exactly what you're looking for uh, from, from a team, but, um, but you know, that's, it, it's, it's frustrating at the same time. And Tony Griff's totally right. Like he said, you know, beat Arizona and then you lose the flipping Cardinals. Probably it's like the Texans stink. He lost to the Texans last week. I figured they get blown out this week. They end up winning. And it's like, what like what do we what do we get from this team and you don't know every week? Yeah, and you noted with the defense, uh, Arizona came into the game number one in, in total offense um, in terms of yards. I think third and points for uh, high powered. I thought you know they had to control the game. That was kind of their game plan. You didn't want to get in a shootout with them. We talked about that on Friday uh, because you just the, the Patriots can't keep up that way. But I thought defensively they did a really good job with Kyler Murray he really didn't escape they kind of kept him in the pocket and made him you know beat him with his arms and he made some good throws I that was probably one of his worst games of the year um I think they made it uncomfortable for him he really couldn't play his game the front seven was unbelievable I think that was Adam Butler's best game as a pro uh huge sack on Murray was fantastic in the run game uh particularly on the goal line stand and I believe on a on a fourth and two or might have been a third and two with Drake kind of blew off a double team, came in the backfield, wrapped him up. He was awesome, him and Guy. I'll tell you what, so, that's that's a guy. You're right about that, Spags. That's a guy that Juwan Bentley, who people have been, and, and myself included, have been all 
over him all year long for playing like absolute garbage. And he had a very good game today. And yes, of course, there's still a long way to go. I am in no way saying that he's turning a corner, becoming a good player. But this is the type of game that sometimes you get momentum in this type of game. And I've talked about it before. Listen, Dante Hightower, when he came here, was absolutely atrocious. Just horrible in the entirety of 2012 and at the beginning of 2013 was absolutely terrible. And this week or last week was the anniversary every year uh, on my Facebook memories. It comes up where, you know, I, I wrote something about Hightower being terrible and Manning, you know, is going to kill him all night long with backs out of the backfield. Hightower had like the best game of his career, 2013 against the, against the Broncos. And then ever since then has been a beast. And so, yes, like it's a little too early, right, to say that high, that uh, that Bentley might be turning a corner. But sometimes it takes a while for you to get an offense, for you to get the defense, especially here in New England, for you to understand it, and figure it out, and play in the system. And if that could be the situation here, if Bentley is turning a little bit of a corner and at least can be a respectable player, I'm not going to say he's going to be like an all pro, like Hightower. Well, Hightower may not be an all pro, but either way. You know, Hightower is a Patriots Hall of Famer. Like, I'm not saying I'm not going that far, but like, at least if he can be a respectable player, that's going to be a big boost for them uh, coming down the stretch of the season. For sure. Yeah. I thought um, Gilmore, too, man. Every time with DeAndre, it's really low key, but locks him down. Really didn't let him get going. Um, you know, they, they, they go at it pretty well. I think there's a lot of respect there for each other's games, but every time they play him, He'll get his catches, but he's not going to beat you deep. You know, be a little out slants, nothing major. Uh, hats off to him. I mean, you take him out of the game, it just, especially with what they did with Kyler, made him sitting there and throw. You take away his best receiver, it makes life a lot difficult for him. 100%. 100%. And, uh, you know, there were a few things that I took issue with, a few things I didn't like. Number one was the end of the first half with Belichick just completely unwilling to call timeouts. And, of course, it ended with a goal line stand which was great. But, you know, the Patriots had the ability to stop them and get the ball back with some time left to go on the clock. Now, maybe Bill looked at it and said, okay, we think we can stop them, and so let's let the clock run down so that we can stuff them at the goal line instead of making them kick a field goal. Because maybe you say, okay, Patriots call a few timeouts, and there's, there's 45 seconds left. Maybe they don't go for that. Maybe they end up kicking a field goal. And so that swings the game back in your favor if that's the case. You know, a few coaching decisions I didn't love. Uh, I thought the challenge was strange. I don't know what, what they saw there. I mean, I realized that Hopkins lost the ball when he was out of bounds, but he dragged the two feet and then took three steps as he was falling out of bounds before he hit the ground, and then the ball eventually came out. It just it just seemed like you, you were never going to win that challenge, so that was a bizarre one to me. Um, you know, and a few other coaching decisions here and there, but, you know, overall, I mean, the way they schemed up defensively was was – Lights out. Absolutely fantastic. You know, you talked about it, like, you know, stop the run. And in a spot where they've struggled all year long in stopping the outside run, we talked about it this week on the show. Like, I was like, they can't, all the Cardinals do is run to the outside. And the Patriots can't stop the run to the outside. They're screwed. And today, they stopped the run to the outside. And that was the difference of the game. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I, I have to go back and look and watch it kind of slow down, but. Similar approach to what we saw versus Baltimore and uh, like containing Lamar. I think Kyler's a much better all-around quarterback than Lamar, certainly as a thrower. 
Um, but they had kept him locked in there, uh, made him kind of pick him apart. You know, he didn't really have, I think, going into the fourth quarter, he might have had two or three rushes for under 15 yards. I mean, that's insane. He was he's like third in the league in rushing, third in the league in rushing touchdowns. They completely eliminated that part of his game, and I think that's one way to beat Kyler Murray uh, is to just certainly disrupt him. But like I said, that front seven, man, led by Butler, Guy, Bentley was good. Winovich was, you know, creating hurries and, and pressures, getting in there. Uh, much better job than what we saw last week. I think last week they just got kind of out-coached and out-schemed. And that wasn't the right game plan for Deshaun. Uh, I think if you took uh, maybe a little bit of what they did this this week, um, last week, we would have had a better, better outcome. But uh, hats off to the defense and the defense only. <laughs> Absolutely. And listen, let me tell you, I mean, this felt like a 2001 old school Patriots win where like the offense can't get anything going. They have a long kick return that gets them into field goal that gets them into range. They end up scoring a touchdown. They have a long punt return that gets them into range. They end up kicking a field goal. Like they can't move the, the interception. They can't move the ball offensively, but they have good plays in special teams and good plays on defense. And they end up winning the game somehow eking out the win and winning the game. Of course, you know, in this case it was the Cardinals missed the field goal and then have a terrible penalty uh, you know, on the ensuing drive to give the Patriots, basically put the Patriots in field goal range um, on that play. And so that was, it was great to see. I mean, I'm happy to see it. There was one stretch of plays, and we were talking about the young guys. We talked about the young guys this week too. There's one stretch of plays where it was like back to back to back. Duggar, uh, they ran a, I think it was a jet sweep. I don't know if it was a jet sweep or a reverse to Christian Kirk. And he forced him outside. He didn't make the tackle, but he forced him outside and he, he kept him for a yard. Then the next play, Kyler Murray goes back to pass. Uche kind of hems him in on the left-hand side, forces him back to the right. There's nowhere for for him to go, and he gets pushed out of bounds a yard short, actually by Chase Winovich. And then the next play, Winovich comes in on a stunt, forces pressure in Kyler Murray's face, and he has to throw the ball away. And it was like the young, athletic core on the defense – back to back to back making plays. And you're like, oh, this is exactly what we're looking for, you know? For sure, yeah. No, I think it's so weird because they, they seemingly just can't play complimentary football, and I don't want to be too negative after a win like that. But, you know, last week I thought your offense played particularly pretty well, um, and the defense got torched, right? And then this week you couldn't get things going offensively, uh, but the defense was fantastic. They just can't tie it all together, and I think that comes with kind of the year it's been and a lot of moving pieces and new faces in there, but you can kind of form if you can play complementary football more consistently and kind of get things going in the right direction. This is a dangerous team. I think they can, they can do some things and shock some teams as we've seen this year. It's just the consistency part is what they're lacking. I think that's a hundred percent correct. I mean, the, the consistency is so big on this team and, and it's not, and like you said, it's like, okay, one week the offense is good, but the defense stinks. The next week the defense is good, but the offense, and it's like, you just can't get them to play well at the same time and that's frustrating of course for anyone but it's certainly especially frustrating here as we're watching them and they've been so consistently good for so long that it's just something we took for granted you know that they were just a good team they were well coached they had good players and, and so on and so and so it's just like it's frustrating to not have that now but at the same time from from a standpoint here and look you, like you said you don't want to. We don't want to be negative after a loss, after a win. A win is a win, and I'm happy about it. That's the, the right the name of the of the room here on locker room is a win is a win is a win. Like it's a win. It's a win. We won. That's great. Five and six. 
Now you get a chance, right? This Levin Reed talked about it when we were two and four. He said, or oh, two and five. He goes, get to six, get to get to five and six, and you have a chance. Patriots are now here. They're five and six. They got a shot. Now, whether they can win or not, that's a whole another whole different story. But you're right. If they can have a few games where the defense plays well and the offense plays well at the same time, now you're like, okay, this team can be this team has an opportunity to actually make a run because today, yeah, the defense played great, but every time the offense had the ball, I'm like, well, there's no chance. Like they they're not really going to go anywhere. You know, and so that was, that's an issue, you know, that's an issue today for sure. But I was very impressed with the way the defense played. And you look at the stops that they had, especially with the stops they had, they had fourth and goal at the one stuffed third and one from, you know, wherever they ended up kicking the field goal, they stuff them there. If he picks up the first down, they take three knees and kick a field goal with no time left to go in the game. And, and, either win or go to overtime. Even if it misses the field goal, they go to overtime. And then who knows what happens in overtime. So, you know, some of those big plays, the Patriots coming up big in clutch moments. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said it best. It's just, and then, like, looking back now, it just makes this year so aggravating because you had chances to win and, you know, you're sitting here at five and six and it hasn't gone your way all season. You find a way to just win a few of those games that were just one play away, inches away. Like, we're talking about a team that's probably a five seed, right? And, oh, that's what's just aggravating about it. But like I said, a win's a win. We'll see what happens here. It's going to be interesting, obviously, to get one week at a time. Thursday night's huge, right? They they play Thursday, right? Uh, They play – no, they play Sunday Sunday, and then, then Thursday. Thursday. Okay, yep. yeah. So, that's a big week. That's a big swing. Obviously, it's tough out there getting on the plane, but uh, I'm assuming they're going to stay. Or figure some some of it out. No way sure they what... can come home. They're going to have to stay. Yeah, you can't make them fly assume. home Sunday and then fly back Wednesday. It's crazy. Yeah, so um, that'll be interesting. You got if you can leave there, and I, I think um, you know Griff said in the chat, if you can leave there seven and six or even six and seven, you got a chance. You're coming right. home, um, or what would they be six and yeah six if and you seven? Split. Worst if case, you split, you'd split. be six and seven, right? And then you get three at home versus the division, or two two at home with the Jets and Buffalo. And then mm-hmm. you're going down to Miami. If you can win two or three there, what are you, eight and eight? <laughs> right. Um, and who knows what happens. Uh, well, that's if that it. gets you in, I think you got to get the nine and seven. Probably uh, not. You're means, probably right. And so yeah, that's they gotta, the issue. They can drop one more. Really right. And that's, and that's, I think I'm at, I'm in the same spot you're in where they have to, they can only really afford to lose one more game. And so is that the Rams game? Maybe, probably, if we're being honest, right? That's probably the Rams game. You know, is that the, uh, you know, is that the, the Dolphins game? Maybe. But, like, so that's the thing. So I think they have, I'm pretty sure they have three straight road games where it's L.A., L.A., and then they go down to Miami. And then you're home for the Bills and the, 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 you finish up the season with the Jets. So the interesting thing is going to be if they can win these two now, oh, boy, if they can win these two now, you know, we'll see. So, um, but anyways, you know what? I Oh, well, hold on. Uh Andrews oh, and Griff has to speak as well. So we're going to kind of wrap up, but we'll, we'll stay on for, uh, for a bit here on Locker Room. Uh, but we're going to wrap up the podcast version here. And then uh, thanks for listening. And then we're going we're gonna to stay on Locker Room and talk. So if you're still, uh, still out there on Locker Room, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull Griff and Andrew on. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.